Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. But this subject matter I'm bringing to you is the gods have come down to us. The gods have come down to us. One of the greatest misfortunes in the world is to have people who are walking about in the world, but they don't know who they are. The Bible said the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth the manifestation of the sons of God. The earnest expectation of the creature waiteth the manifestation of the sons of God. When the sons of God walk upon the face of the earth and they don't know who they are, children of God are in our families, they don't know who they are. Children of God are in our nations, they don't know who they are. Children of God are even sitting in our churches, they don't know who they are. Pastors who don't know who they are. Men of God who don't know who they are. Choir members who don't know who they are. Prayer warriors who don't know who they are. It's very dangerous when God's people that he has left on earth don't know who they are. And that is why the fellowship to partnership is so important. Spot on, spot on song, spot on song for the title of today. Barnabas and Paul were so anointed. They were so anointed. The power of the Holy Ghost came upon them and they exploded. Those men exploded so much that anywhere they went, there was chaos. I'm talking about spiritual chaos. One day they found themselves in a place called Lystra. And the people of Lystra referred to Barnabas as Jupiter. And concerning Paul, they said, this man is mercurious. Story is that they went there, and when they went into Lystra, there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being crippled from his mother's womb, who had never walked. Many of us are in communities where there are people who have never walked. And when we talk about somebody who has never walked, you see, he said the man was impotent, and then that means the man was paralyzed in his feet. When you work some kind of miracles in God, you cease to be an ordinary person in the sight of people. So you see, you are not God. You can never be Jehovah. You can never be, no matter what you do, you can never be Jehovah. You are a human being. You are flesh and blood. But because of what you do, relatively, when people look at you, they get confused. Now, when you use the word God, he said, you are God. And the Greek word for that word God over there is Theos, which means a God, goddess. Something deity. Something divinity. That means, they said, these people are not of this world. They come from another planet. They come from another realm of existence. They are not human like us. Of course, I know they were making a mistake because Saul was not Saul or Paul was not a god. Saul was Saul of Tarsus. And, 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 and Barnabas was Barnabas of Cyprus. He was not a god. He was a Levite. But what they did confused the people. The people thought they were gods who had left their habitation in heaven and had come down to the earth. 
who be confusing the people. On be shows are no more confused. That's it. God said the gods have come down unto us in the form of humans. These are the gods who are looking like human beings. And they called Barnabas Jupiter. So sometimes you wonder, why did they say Barnabas is Jupiter? Now Jupiter and Zeus is the same thing. And whenever the, the, the Greeks talked about Jupiter, they were talking about somebody who was the supreme god. So that was the supreme god. That was the biggest of the gods, Jupiter, Zeus. And I believe that they said that because Barnabas is likely to have been older than Saul at that time. And number two, it is said that he was tall in stature. So maybe Barnabas was like Moses. And he was noble in his looks, like Moses. And he commanded, he had a commanding man. That means he had a commanding appearance and he was commanding in manners. So when you looked at him, he was stately. So I'm sure Barnabas in his stately nature, gentlemanly nature, honorable nature, noble nature, I'm sure he was just walking around Paul and you're saying, Paul. Uh-huh. I'm sure the day they saw the cripple, Barnabas looked at Paul and said, uh-huh. me, my own is to sell land and put the money at the apostles' feet. This one is your own. One day I was told a story about men, two men of God from Ghana who went to preach in a convention. I know their names, but I don't mention the names. And when they were sitting on the stage, it was time for ministration. And they said, anybody who is sick should come forward for prayers. And the people came and lined up. And one of the people who were standing there looking for prayer had a very big stomach that needed healing. And they went and put this stomach distended personality in front of one of my friends who is a Bible teacher. He doesn't pray over all this deflate stomach and inflate stomach. And they brought... And one of the people who was praying at that place was Dr. Ampiakufi. I will mention Dr. Ampiakufi, but not the other one. So this stomach person came to this other preacher. And he looked at Dr. Ampiakufi and said, and looked at the one with the stomach. And where is Pastor Richard Puske? If you want this your stomach to best, go to this man, not me. So he passed over the stomach like a ball. Leonard Messi style. Now, so I'm sure Barnabas looked at Paul and said, Oh, I saw you. This is your area. Take care. He said, Boss, I'm coming. In the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. Leap up on your feet. Come on. Stand up. You are going to walk for the first time. The man jumped up on his feet. Anybody who is sick in your body today, something is wrong with your body. I command you in the name of Jesus. As you get up tonight and stand on your feet, this is the last night of the sickness in your body. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare you completely healed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. If you can shout an amen, it is done in the name of Jesus. So, when they saw what Paul had done, they said, this man, he's mercurious. 
or Hermes and the Mercurius or the or the Hermes, that one is the chief speaker. So all the people in um, Greek mythology they knew that whenever you say Mercurius, you are talking about the chief speaker. Another name they gave to Mercurius was the god of eloquence. And Paul, I believe, was the speaker. They said they called him Mercurius because he was the chief speaker. He was the one doing the speaking and the talking. The god of eloquence. The messenger of the gods. <laughs> that was Mercurius. They used to call him the attendant of Jupiter. And he was the god of the markets and trade. So this, this is, 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 is Paul. And they are looking at him and saying, the God of the markets and trade, which our fathers used to tell us about, has visited town. The God of eloquence has visited town. The attendant of Jupiter has visited town. The messenger of the gods has visited town. I prophesy upon your life in the name of Jesus. You are about to confuse everybody. They will look at you and they don't know what you are. Is this man a man? Is he an angel? Is this a God? Is this a spirit? What kind of person is this? I pray in the name of Jesus. Come and clap your hands and scream like your voice is yours and give God the glory. Now, that means when they call you a God, they are saying you came to solve problems that existed long before you were born. Listen to me. God did not create believers. And God did not create unbelievers. God did not create believers. And God did not create the church for people to run us down the way they do. You are not ordinary. You are not common. No. You are not there to be insulted. You are not there to be looked down upon. You are not there to be a nobody. Unbelievers are not supposed to treat you like nothing. No, you carry a lot of power. If they make you common, uncommon yourself. I like something in the horse I used to say. If they blackmail you, whitemail yourself. If they tell you you are nothing, take the word of God and add words to your system. Come and clap your hands and scream it. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Keep going for me. And of the rest, does no man join himself to them, but the people magnify them. We normally say, oh, magnify the Lord, oh, magnify the Lord, for he has done something, something. Today, the Bible is saying that, and the people magnify the apostles. I pray that in your family, they will magnify you. In your place of business, they will magnify you. In your place of work, they will magnify you. In your school, they will magnify you. May they magnify you like they magnified Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. May they magnify you like they magnified Mordecai, like they, mod they magnified Esther. May they magnify you in the name of Jesus. Your days of common existence are over from today you are uncommon come and clap your hands and scream like your voice is yours they magnified them verse 14 
and all the believers and the believers were all the more added to the lord multitudes both of men and of women and my bible said in so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at the least the shadow of peter passing by might overshadow some of them by the time you see people take sick people and put them in the shadow of a preacher it means they are looking at that preacher in a different way that means they are saying i pray i dedicate this room to almighty god there's a pastures may this building be different from other buildings and houses in Bogatanga. It was Jacob who said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. Solomon prayed and said, and When they pray, and they look in this direction to this temple, hear their prayer. Father, when people come into this room and pray, when they lie on the altar and pray, when they walk around the church and pray, when they drive on the roadside, when they live behind us, Father, hear their prayer. Heal diseases in the name of Jesus. So I declare, Father, in the name of Jesus, that this platform and this house is Bethesda. And that as many crippled people, as many blind people, as many men people that shall walk into this house, Father, bring them healing and recovery. Recover all our churches and our fellowships in the mighty name of Jesus. And let God's name be glorified. I declare this house Bethesda, the house of mercy, the house of healing, the house of compassion, the house of blessing, the house of favor, the house of a breakthrough. Anybody shouting your miracle is upon you in the name of jesus come on scream it bethesda 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 and tonight maybe you don't know where you are standing but you are standing in bethesda Tonight you are standing in Bethesda. You are standing in the house of mercy. You are standing in the house of miracles. You are standing in the house of signs and wonders. Even when a baby prays in this room, God will hear the prayer. Come on, scream like thunder and press. I stood. I stood here and I saw water was flowing. And I said, it is no longer rivers in the desert, but it is rivers from the desert. And I said, wherever the Fountain Gate Chapel churches are, I see the river from here. I see the rivers from here. I see the Bethesda from here. And it's flowing into all the Fountain Gate churches and flowing into all the ministry partners of EAM that are connected to this ministry. And all the ministries that are connected to the KIA, I see the water flowing from here and coming into your territory, your vicinity where you are. And as you are shouting now, the miracle is happening in your life. Come on, scream like your voice is yours and praise.
this is a man. And they say, if we can put our sick people in his shadow, they will be healed. Now tell me, people, this is Peter. This is Peter. This is Peter. They are not treating him as somebody ordinary. Oh, I tell you, the reason we have so few miracles in our churches is because I don't worshipers respect their fetish priest more than our members respect us as pastors. Paul looked at the man and the Bible said he saw that the man had faith to be healed. Our people look at us and we don't see in them faith to be healed. We see from the shape of their mouth gossips. Who are not looking for healing from you, but they are looking for the slightest mistake to criticize you and carry you out. You didn't come to draw. You didn't come to be healed. You didn't come to be blessed. You came to gossip. And after that they say, well, we don't see the power of God in the church. We don't see the power of God in the church. Why is the miracle in KIA? Why are the KIA people giving the miracles? The people in the KIA are giving the miracles because they are not gossips. When they go online, they are looking for a miracle. They are looking for a breakthrough. They are looking for something. When you appear in the church, your agenda is different. Come on, clap like, uh, like I'm telling you the truth. Why? Why are you preaching to two, two sets of people and the results are different? The results are different because the one sitting in front of you is different from the one connecting online. Simple. It's simple. Simple. Oh, but daddy, I am correct. One Achan in this house can spoil everybody's blessing. One Achan. One Achan sitting among us in the room can spoil everybody's blessing. So you better believe God that whenever we come here, there's no Judas Iscariot, there's no Ananias, and there's no Achan in our midst. We banish them from our midst so that we can receive the miracle of God. Come and clap your hands and scream like I'm talking to you. Now, watch this. Watch this. It is inevitable for the world to it is inevitable for the world to regard us as gods if we walk in the realm in which we are supposed to walk. Listen, if you walk in the realm in which you are supposed to walk, people will make a mistake and you think you are gods. Now you see, people, in our corrupted world, instead of get, they getting confused and thinking, are these people gods or they are just human? They say, Oh my disikedru. And that they are into rituals. And that they are into this. And that they are into this. And that when they look at the results, instead of associating it with God, they associate it with the devil. I don't concentrate on the excesses. I concentrate on the God element in the revival. May the Lord help you to concentrate on the things that can bring you a blessing and the things that can bring you a breakthrough. And forget about that nonsense. Listen, we must reject the glory and resist the temptation of being seen as gods. 
but it is also defeatist for the world to continue to ignore us they have ignored us for too long they've looked down upon us too long god is about to change something now listen look at what god told moses listen to what god told moses moses you are moses eh? genuine fake one are you a genuine or fake genuine moses the same way and i'm actually moses pharaoh the man is walking with gods and idols his magicians could turn rod into serpent his magicians could turn water into blood the man worshiped the sun god pharaoh himself was regarded as a god pharaoh was a powerful man when he says die you die the man conquered the entire whole world at that time and god called the shepherd man called moses and the lord said unto moses see i have this day made you a god to pharaoh he said moses Pasarik, I checked the Hebrew meaning for this word God here. He said, Elohim. Elohim. I have made you Elohim to Pharaoh. Before me, you are nothing. But before Pharaoh, you are Elohim. Jehovah. Before God, you are nothing. But before those devils and witches and wizards and principalities, you are a God. Look at you. You can't even clap. And the reason God is not intimidated about Moses being a God is because he himself made him. <laughs> no, he said, I have made him. I have made him. I have made him. I have made him. Listen, some of us think when we get a little respect and honor, God will be intimidated. <clears throat> it's just like a king who is envious because people are honoring the prince. He said, before Pharaoh, I have made thee a God unto Pharaoh. And Aaron, your brother, shall be your prophet. <laughs> Are you understanding? Are you understanding? If we treat our men of God the way we should treat them, we will see more miracles. They are not God. Get me right. They are not God. They are not God. The big G. But to continue to see them the way we see them. Treat them the way we treat them. Handle them the way we handle them. Criticize the way we do. Talk the way we do. Behave the way we do. Sit in the church with that amount of doubt. Oh, nothing will come out of them. Nothing. And thou shalt speak all that I command you. And Aaron, your brother, shall speak unto Pharaoh that he would send the children of Israel out of the land. He said, I will make you a God unto Pharaoh and your brother will be your prophet. Now listen. 
God is not intimidated for his children to be called gods. Look at the psalmist. Psalm 82, the verse number 6. I have said that you are gods. And all of you are the children of the Most High. You are children of the Most High. You are children of the alien. And so, I have said you are gods. That means there are things God can do and you can do. When he created Adam, Adam was not an ordinary person. Adam was like a superman in the Garden of Eden. If you say the man was not a superman, how was that man walking among lions and naming them and they were not killing him? And tigers were not killing him. And snakes were not killing him. I declare you a superman, a superwoman. Come on, shout, I am super. I have said you are gods and all of you are children of the most high the next verse is very sad because the next verse is where we are so god said as for me i made you to be gods because you are children of the most high but the soul that sinneth it shall die and when my people doubt me in the wilderness they die he said, I made you so great. I made you so powerful. But because of your unbelief, you have not used your potential. You have not used your potential of who you are. Ladies and gentlemen, watch me. Many men of God, many anointed people will stand in front of their people carrying such an anointing. But the people may never benefit from it because they don't even understand what these people carry. And you yourself, you will carry your potential as a God and die broke, die sick, die frustrated, die confused. Can I tell you this? The God that you are, that sickness shouldn't be in your body. The God that you are, you shouldn't be broke. The God that you are, that sin should not be in you. You should be living a holy life, a pure life, a righteous life. Don't you know that you are the temple of the living God? And that when God started living in you, his DNA came into you, his nature came into you. You became a partaker of the divine nature. And if you became a partaker of the divine nature, there is something divine about you. There is something angelic about you. There is something Celestial about you. If you can shout, your miracle is here now. Now, watch this. Watch this. If you are gods, you cannot be broke. If you are gods, you cannot fornicate. You cannot commit adultery. You cannot drink alcohol. If now. If you are gods and you drink alcohol, it means you are pouring libation on yourself. A Christian who drinks is pouring libation because you are a god. So you are not consuming alcohol. You are sacrificing and worshipping yourself. Hey. And you, can, you cannot steal. There are things you can do. Because you are God. You cannot take bribe. You cannot be in corruption. You cannot be like other people. You cannot doubt like other people. You cannot carry the ungenly spirit which everybody is carrying. You cannot be a failure. Can I tell you this? If you are God, you cannot be cursed. 
you are beyond the curse you are beyond the curse no weapon formed against you shall prosper every tongue that rises against you in judgment you condemn it come and grab like i'm talking to you and i'm telling you something now i am holding it on this verse six because i don't want to rush the verse seven i have said god himself said it as for me god i said you are gods you are the children of the most high i own you identify with you but verse 7 is what you brought upon yourself you would die like men you would die like men i have made you gods but because of your unbelief and because of your sins and because of your sinful nature and because of your doubt and because of your carnality you will die like men and you will fall like one of the princes from today witches cannot kill you like a man wizards are. if the witches kill you you've died like a man if the witches kill you you have died like a woman but because you are gods you will not die like a man and you will not fall like one of the princes because god will protect you god will keep you greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world we are more than conquerors through him that died and gave his life for us i declare to you right now you will not die but you will live to declare the works of god come on scream like your voice is yours hey! I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.